The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. A very merry draftmas to you. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Kent Swanson. This is the AP Draft Show, and uh, we just thought we would do an extra episode this week. We're going to do one for Thursday. We're going to do one for Friday. Give you guys a little bit of uh, additional uh, draft content. And the reason why is we were getting we we didn't we put the mailbag out, and most of the questions well not most half the questions were draft related, off season related. So there is there's an appetite here to talk about some draft. Maybe you guys are all just wanting a distraction on our way to the Super Bowl. That might be part of it. So. We're going to do a little extra draft content since we're down here at the Senior Bowl getting a look on all these guys. And I am joined by my dear pals, as always. First, find him on Twitter, at Jacob Morley. Jake, are you recovered yet from your, your Green Bay Packers losing that game? Oh, yeah. We're, we're over it. We're on to the next one. We're on to 2021. I'm feeling good about the prospects of 2021. So, yes, I am over it. And I'm also used to it. I don't know if you know this, but the Packers have lost four NFC championships in the last 10 years. So it's pretty par for the course. Uh, I don't know. A little peek into our DMs. But I pretty much told you the script of what that was going to happen in that game about midway through the second quarter. And I nailed it. You so, were right. You were uh, right, Jacob. Yes. So, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm used to it. I'm good to go. Uh Speaking of good to go, Craig, how's your head doing today, buddy? Yeah, uh, we're we're a little bit foggy, you know. The oh, Moby- I meant the sunburn on your head. Oh no, no, the 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 sunburn is also bad. Uh, it has been. I I know Kansas City has been seeing snow and cold weather. It has been gorgeous down here with lots of sun. Rub and, it in. And Craig did not bring sunscreen so or a hat or a hat. Yeah, or a my, hat. My my beautiful bald head is completely sunburned right now, but. We're doing really well. We're down here in Mobile. It, it's been a good time. Maddie, your quarter sunburn because uh, the, the sun was coming from from the left side of your face. How, how's that doing this morning? It feels really weird when I touch my face because the right side of my face feels completely normal, but the left side's a little hurting right now. So between a mask and then just having the sun on the same side the whole time, I'm like a quarter face instead of two face right now, which is weird. But... I'll take it because we are at the Senior Bowl. We are watching college prospects, and this is essentially what I've waited all year for, guys. So I'm real happy. True. This is Maddie's Super Bowl. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, Maddie goes to the Super Bowl. Talented. Oh, that's true. And podcasts 
from a really loud hotel and celebrates with his friends. Honestly, that was my favorite show, and I really hope I really hope this year is similar. I hope it's identical. We're a week and a half away from it, though. We'll find out. We're going to talk about some prospects, though, to help you get your mind off of the left tackle situation. <laughs> uh, and maybe we'll bring up the left tackle situation with this podcast. But uh, let's go around the room here first. Jake, I want you to talk about one of the guys that you've seen uh, this week at the Senior Bowl that you've really been impressed with, maybe surprised you. What, whoever, just give me one guy you really are excited to talk about here. Yeah, I think the wide receiver group as a whole has been super impressive. But one guy that I think is standing out um, that isn't getting a ton of love is Shai Smith from NC State. And when you look at him, I'm not sure if he necessarily fits what the Chiefs are going to be looking for in the draft because I think he is uh, just a slot-type guy. But, man, the, what he what he is able to do from the slot is, is pro-level stuff right now. You watch him get into uh, the top of his routes the way – I mean, this is a guy that when he's changing directions, there's no rounding – in his uh, routes whatsoever. The guy gets flat, he gets straight, he gets the ball, and he's he's really good. Um, I know you said one guy, but I'm going to list two other guys. Why? Austin, Austin Watkins, <laughs> UAB. Because I want to give you a Chiefs, a Chiefs-centric guy. I think Austin Watkins from UAB is a guy that uh, is is that typical Y receiver. That is, He's also Sammy's cousin. Uh, so if you want to just continue the, the Watkins train, Austin is that type of guy. He's built like a Mack truck. Really athletic looking, uh, has done really well. And the last guy I want to mention is he's going to be a my guy in the draft guide, and that's Frank Darby just because he, his, uh, <laughs> his play on the field has been good, not great. He's not going to be a guy that you say, like, he stole the show in any of the one-on-ones or stuff, but he absolutely oh, – he stole the show he's, and our he's, hearts. He's absolutely stolen the show just from the level, the energy that he's brought to practice each day. If there's someone yelling, it's you know it's 84 with the yellow helmet on. At, at one point, he was telling Sam Ellinger where to throw the football. It's, well, it's he's big like, Tyree number Kill 80's energy. open. Yeah. Number 80's open. To be fair, Sam Ellinger needed that help. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he needed did. it, and I'm sure he appreciated it. So thanks – Props to Frank for helping people be successful. He wants everybody just to be successful. Have a good time. Frank Darby, guys. Craig, who's your guy? My guy who's had a really good week, arguably the best week on the defensive side of the ball, is Notre Dame's Dalen Hayes. He is a spagsy edge. He's a big dude, almost 270 pounds, long arms, and he's a guy that, that wins with power, but he won with power all day yesterday the day one he won with power all day and then came out today saw everybody's tweets decided that he was going to show that he was more than just a power guy lined up one with speed all day day two so it, it was a very interesting dude he said that he wanted to come out and show that he is a complete pass rusher he's Definitely a guy that was in the day two range, maybe middle of round two, that made a lot of money this week. Guy that maybe crept into the end of round one, and if the Chiefs need a defensive end, he is definitely Spagsy. I, I, a guy that really made a lot of money this week. Well, the real fun part about Hayes is, like you said, he won in the first practice with this power a bunch over and over again. So he hears, looks on Twitter, he hears from players on the field that everyone is talking about his power. The first rep of one-on-ones in the second practice, Dylan Radins out of North Dakota State's playing left tackle, locks up a bull rush of his. A great rep for him. And from that moment on, Hayes just kind of, it clicked that he needed to come out with the speed rush. He came out, he talked about after practice how he wanted to showcase his cross chop because he'd been working on it. He'd been working on a speed rush. And then from that point on the practice, he was great. 
he, after every single rep, he comes off the sideline, he goes and finds a coach and talks about what he can do better. He tries to get better after every single rep. Did he do good? What did, you know, he's trying to get the coaching. So he's getting better down there. For me, my guy is a guy I like to call the unit. His name is David Moore out of Grambling State. He's an interior offensive lineman who in the first practice was good. I mean, you immediately notice him. He looks a lot like Deontay Brown out of Alabama, essentially. He's <laughs> six foot one and a half, 350 pounds, and he looks like a unit, hence the nickname. So he comes out in the first practice, looks really good, looks strong. He's playing guard. It's a good practice. The second day of practice might have been the best practice I've seen in three years at the Senior Bowl. And it's just been so much fun with him playing center. He explodes off the ball. He gets his hands into guys' chest low. He picks them up off the ground, and he lets them know. My favorite rep that I've seen down here, he went up against Carlos Basham out of Wake Forest. He locked him up. While he was locking him up and pushing him around, he was talking trash through the ear hole of his helmet for about five seconds because they were letting the rep finish. And it was just hilarious to watch. And he did that to everybody all day long. You know, the, the guys that he was going out and having great performances against, is not it's not a, a list of nobodies. Carlos Basham's going to go top 50. And honestly, after what we've seen from him this week, I understand that a little bit more. Um, you know, Marvin Wilson, a guy that's got a lot of respect, the, the defensive lineman out of Florida State. He's a guy that, you know, people consider, you know, pretty high up there as well. And he's been destructive this week. Absolutely destructive. Yeah. And David Moore shut him down. The only reason I think the reason David Moore didn't get as much attention is because uh, a guy along the interior of the offensive line stole a lot of headlines this last couple days with his crop top jersey. It's Wisconsin Whitewater's uh, center guard, whatever you want to call him. Quinn Miners, you saw him with the half jersey and the hair. Uh, Field Yates tweeted it out uh, yes or yesterday, and, and I think people really gravitated to it. Um, <laughs> but he's had a really strong performance, too. This is a guy that, um, you know, I, I agree. I think David Moore was a little bit better over the last couple of days, but Quinn Miners definitely has proven that he is good enough to be here. Uh, and, and frankly, has been one of the better interior offensive linemen that I've seen here in this, in this group, uh, outside of a guy like David Moore. So, um, he jumped in, you know, he didn't have the developmental issues that you saw, uh, from a guy like Ben Barch, where jumping right into, you know, these situations, you know, Ben Barch last year, the, the, the D3 offensive lineman, he was struggling. Understandably so. Like a, right. a different level of competition. Yeah. Getting, yeah. getting acclimated. To, to the speed of the game and all that stuff. Quinn Miners just jumped in and had no issues whatsoever. Uh, he had never played center before in a game, but he did kind of get some work in this offseason. I believe uh, Owen Reese, uh, at Owen Reese on Twitter, you've probably seen him around. He coached Quinn Miners for a little bit and said that you know there's like a four-week period that they were doing some work and, and Quinn played center there, and it looked like he had some experience there because he was outstanding. So um, held held strong against power at guard and center, was good on both sides of it. Um, I thought his, he moved pretty well, and I think he changed the line of scrimmage. And some insider look, too, I mean, because I know Dylan Radens today as well was playing some interior offensive line, um, which was encouraging to see. And uh, hearing from his coaches at North Dakota State talking about they repped him there as well, and they think that's eventually going to be where his best position is as well. So it's interesting to see these small school guys coming in who you think are like, hey, let's put them at one spot and let them just be comfortable. Those are actually the guys that have been moving around and playing multiple spots. Yeah, Andy Reid, offensive lineman. 
positional versatility. That's a, he looks for that. Yeah. Well, I, the Dolphins practice. I mean, they took the guys from the first day. Everyone that played on the left side of the offensive line flipped for day two and played only on the right side. They completely switched the sides of everybody that wasn't just playing center. I did want to touch on minors for one second. Something's going to be interesting for me, and this might be a point to where the actual game is worthwhile. The defensive tackles he's going up against in practice are all 280 pounds or less. He's not going up against anybody big anymore. Levi Onzerike out of Washington had a great first practice, and it seems like he may have just called it after that. And even he was 295 pounds, I think. So they're not going up against any big defensive tackles. I'm interested to see what Miners looks like when he goes up against 320-pound Marvin Wilson in the game. Or, you know, there's just some of those bigger guys. I think that's where you're worried about the jump from D3 going up. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be back right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. We wanted to do something uh, here with the local guys, kind of talk a little bit about some of the local guys or, or guys that have some connections to Kansas City uh, in the area that are out here. And I think Kansas City is really well represented, actually, be it some of the you know local schools, be it some kids from the Metro. And one of those kids from the Metro is Raytown's own Jabril Cox, linebacker out of LSU, who started his career at North Dakota State. Jake, I know you have a lot of experience with him following the North Dakota State Bison. What have you thought about Jabril Cox? How has he done uh, this week at, at, the, at the linebacker spot? I, I think he's been the best linebacker here in Mobile. And I think... I think with him, um, you look at a guy that weighed in well. That was the number one thing. I think people were like, is he above 230? He is. He's you know 6'2". He's got the knuckles dragging on the ground. He's got the extremely long arms, lanky guy. You look at his hips in coverage. You look at his hips in, as a pass rusher as well with those, you know, in, in combination with those long arms. He, he gives you a lot that is exciting. You know, you, you can get excited about. Um, in coverage, he's really the only guy that, you know, in those one-on-ones versus running backs, that is completely tilted towards the offense. It's really hard to win those reps. He's the only guy that's winning even probably close to 50% of them, which is a really good number for a linebacker to win on those reps. And you just see um, the, the coverage ability, the athleticism. The, the thing about him, though, for, you know, the kid that is essentially grew up in the shadow of Arrowhead Stadium is – you're seeing what you saw on tape with him. You see a really athletic guy. You see a guy that when he was at North Dakota State, his last year essentially played slot, corner. And now, you know, when he went to LSU, he struggled a little bit with some of those bigger guys that are powerful, that can get their hands on him and move him around. It's kind of the same thing here this week. So when you're looking at Jabril Cox, he's not necessarily a guy that I think is 
you know, some slobber knocker that you're going to want to put in between the tackles and, and let him really help you in the run game because he does get moved in there a little bit. And you, you see it in the teams today. I saw Alex Leatherwood took him for a walk today. Uh, but you get him in space and you get him in coverage, and that's really where he can excel. Um, so I think he's, you know, overall had a really good week, and I think he's kind of reminding people of what he looked like more at North Dakota State because, truth be told, he did not have a great year this year at LSU. You know, he had that first game where he had the pick six and the defense was looking good, but then him and really the rest of that LSU defense really just kind of fell apart throughout the rest of the year. So I think he's kind of salvaging some of his stock this week. Craig, Tyree Gillespie, the safety out of Missouri, and Joshua Bledsoe too, both guys uh, are in the uh, secondary for uh, – Four, I don't remember which team it was. Yeah, I don't remember which Though, team it, both teams it, it, are, it blends together. They're both running together. But two Missouri products. And, I mean, Tyree Gillespie had some extremely fun tape. Yes, he absolutely did. Tyree Gillespie's uh, game against Alabama is one of the very best in the league er, in, that we've watched so far this year. I, he's been good this week. They have him playing a lot of, like, dimebacker, box safety looks. I mean, and he's looked good. He's very willing to insert in the run game. He's a very willing participant. So he's a very physical box safety, a thing that the Chiefs really probably need if they decide to move on from a guy. They don't have very many guys that are like that right now. He could replace some of that dime linebacker snaps. But he does not look phenomenal when he's asked to play in man coverage. So not a guy that you can kick down in the slot. He has gotten worked a little bit because he is a little bit stiff, which is fine. You know, that's absolutely fine. A guy that can maybe unlock it a little bit more as the, you know, as his career goes along, but he's not looked great in one-on-ones. I think that he's a guy that if he fell all of a sudden to, you know, maybe early round four or something like that. The Chiefs could bring him in as a dime backer, and he would be a very effective dime player for Steve Spagnolo, a guy that he could maximize. Josh Bledsoe, on the other hand, frankly hasn't gotten very many reps. Like, he he's not looked particularly good in the ones that he's gotten. He's playing a lot of off man. They're working underneath him a little bit. And a, a guy that maybe, you know, we'll talk about here in a little bit, but um, – Guys that don't get a ton of reps at the Senior Bowl that line up and the coaching staff purposely goes out of their way to not give reps, it's not a good thing because NFL teams are watching. NFL teams are giving input and want to know what guys can do. And if you're not getting reps, that that tells you something about what's going on with that player. It's equal opportunity until it isn't down here. And I mean, yeah, if you're, they're not getting equal reps. Some teams value some of the guys that are here more than others. One guy that is not really getting a ton of reps, but has an interesting story about what he's doing every single rep is K-State's White Hubert. This probably won't surprise K-State fans, this story, Maddie. Tell them. Well, first of all, K-State fans, I'm, I apologize. You might want to skip forward here because you are not going to like what's about to happen. Wyatt Hubert is a defensive end out of K-State that has some of the most unfortunate measurables I've seen from a defensive end. He's six foot, two and a half, 265 pounds, but he only has 30-inch arms. I don't know if there's any defensive ends in the NFL that have just been that productive with only 30-inch arms. He plays like a guy that only has 30-inch arms, maybe not the best athlete on the field. So what that translates to is when they go out here to do one-on-one drills or even some team stuff, 
he gets a lot less reps than everybody else. I think the first day of practice, he maybe got one one-on-one rep the entire time. Day two was a little bit better because they moved him inside, but he still got a lot less reps than everybody else, even though he was playing defensive tackle for a light group. So what he's doing to get himself some work out here in front of you know all these agents and scouts and fans, he takes reps against air across from the guys that are taking the actual reps in one-on-one. He will get in his stance. As soon as the ball moves, he will just take off upfield, you know, showcase his burst a little bit, then jog back to the line of scrimmage. But he's not done there, guys. Oh, no. Wyatt Huber does not end at the rep versus air. He drops down and starts crushing push-ups in the middle of practice on the field because he's got to get some kind of work in. And he hasn't been bad when he's been out there. He actually beat Trey Smith, the offensive guard from Tennessee, on an interior rush. He did get thrown to the ground on the rush before that, and they ran it back again. So it's just he's not getting the reps because he doesn't. The coaching staff is not putting him out there, and there's a reason for that. They stopped an entire drill to make sure Quincy Roche, a defensive end out of Miami, got some reps. They stopped a drill, said, hey, we have to get this guy two reps here before we move on, and delayed an already slow Matt Rule practice (laughs) to make it happen. Wyatt Hubert, they just let him run against air right now. It's funny, but also it's like this is his one opportunity, so you hope this last day he maybe gets a few more chances to shine. Yeah, Matt Rule's actually just now finishing his first practice. Uh, it's so slow. You he guys. gives good speeches, though. I mean, I've Apparently. seen clips of them after we've come out. He gives good speeches. Yeah, Matt Rule compared to, to Brian Flores. Flores is so efficient with everything, and he's getting so much out of this. In fact, Brian Flores got more out of that practice uh, on Wednesday, and they ended early. Because that practice was awesome. That they, was great. They, 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 it was intense. They were popping pads. And to Rule's credit, I thought his practice on Wednesday was better. They had and the the best the best the little period. Energizer Bunny coach too is on is on Rule's and the best quarterback and the best, <laughs> the best quarterback is That's probably not a high bar to clear the best two quarters. So the best two arms here in mobile, and I don't know if this is being a little bit snarky, but it's not that far off. It really isn't. The best two arms here are one probably Kadarius Tony who can launch a ball. Jim Nagy. Uh, told us that he can throw the ball 70 yards in the air, and then he's returning punts, flicking the ball back to the the punter group against the wind, like 40 yards on a frozen rope. Incredible. But I we would be remiss if we did not talk about the Panthers wide receiver coach. When he's getting these receivers warmed up during the beginning of Indo, he is dropping dime after dime after dime out there. Those are the best balls they see all day. It's it's quite incredible. I wish more people would talk about it. No, he's he's not wrong at all. It, this poor wide receiver group, uh, it, for both teams, has frankly not gotten a ball thrown to them that was well placed. They're all th- all these quarterbacks are late to throw the football and are all throwing it to their checkdowns or taking off. Ian Book wasn't even throwing. Ugh. He was just like ah ah covered. You, okay. When people in the stands, media are starting to groan and just be like just. Uncork it. What, just what throw are you it. doing? Why are you taking off? Well, that then, why are you showcasing your legs in seven on seven? <laughs> like we know you can run, Ian Book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's literally taking off and running when guys are covered without a pass rush. Like he, it, it, just throw the ball. It's a tough look. All right, two more guys, real quick. I want to talk about local guys before we get out of here. Uh, it's a couple running backs. Larry Roundtree, uh, the running back out of Missouri. I had a late round grade on him. I think I had a, a late day three grade on him going into this, and I'm still probably going to have a late day three on him, but I'm more optimistic about his future and his ability 
after watching him a little bit this week. Um, you know, I, I think I don't, he's never going to be a guy with a, with a second gear. Like, that's just not going to be him. I, he's going to be a guy that's always just going to get what is there. I don't see anything overly dynamic about him. But I think he just showed a higher level baseline ability that I think can translate to the NFL as a, as a rotational player, uh, as a backup running back that, you know, you put him in, you get it. You know, he's going to get you what's blocked. He's functional enough as a pass catcher. Um, I don't know. There's a ton of juice to him, but I came away impressed with him. Maybe he put, he might've lost a little weight. I think that might be part of it too, but I, I thought he did a good job. And then Khalil Herbert, who's at Virginia tech, but started his career at KU was there for three years. Uh, he was, he, I think he's done a really good job helping himself showed some really good promise in, in pass protection. Um, tough Portland, uh, a linebacker out of Ohio state. You've probably seen the rep on Twitter. I mean, he just stonewalls him. I mean, he, he absorbs that block extremely well, keeps a good base and, and really, you know, he, I think he doesn't, he put, did he put tough Portland in the dirt? Oh yeah. He, he put him down twice. And the, the first one was the best because I mean, he stonewalled him and then just yanked him face down into the grass. But I think this running back group's fun because you do, as a running back, you don't usually get a chance to shine at the Senior Bowl, but these guys are seeing 99% of the passes out here. So, like, <laughs> these guys are getting a chance to actually showcase. I mean, Michael Carter might have the most receptions out of anybody here in team period because he can run good routes, and they just want to throw the ball four yards in a cloud of dust every play. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Khalil Herbert, I think he's got a little bit of juice uh, comparative to a guy like Larry Roundtree. I think he's got he showed really, really good vision. Uh, on Wednesday, which was, I, I think that was a real plus for him. I think he can do a little bit more in space than a guy like Roundtree, but uh, both of those guys, I think, have done a really good job helping themselves, and both of them should wind up being drafted this year. All right, that is going to do it for the AP Draft Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back on Friday with another draft show, getting you ready uh, for the draft. Uh, one last little distraction before we get focused completely on Super Bowl 55. Thank you so much. We'll catch you later.